what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. I uh, didn't know what to expect on last night's episode since they were talking about uh, the men tell all and they were talking about other things happening. So it was uh, uh, sort of a, a difficult episode to get your arms around. Yeah, I um, thought last night's episode was just as boring as the women's national team game that I woke up to watch this morning where they tied 0-0 against Australia. So not much action in the game this morning, not much action last night, uh, both a waste of two hours of my life. Well, fortunately, you're young and you've got more time ahead of you, so uh, let's let's talk about the very few uh, highlights in this zero to zero uh, exciting uh, soccer match uh, bachelor episode. <laughs> so my first highlight was Tasha and Katie's girl chat where they, they went on a nice walk in the woods, got to talk about their feelings and Tasha was helping Katie prep for her hometowns, which we did not see. And I've realized as I've gotten older that these girl power walks are very important for working through our feelings and it was nice to see Katie and Tasha do that together. Okay. Well, I'm 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 glad that Tasha was there to provide assistance. Uh, where where was Caitlin? Well, how come she wasn't there? I you know, Caitlin, she's got other things to do. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's talking to Jason. They were FaceTiming or something. I I, I continue to think that Tasha could uh, easily be the the single full-time host hostess of this program. I think she's, yeah, I'm, I've, I'm, I've always been uh, uh, protasia, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that evolves over time. Well, I'm not sure if we talked about this last week, but I think it has been officially announced that Tasha and Caitlin will be co-hosting Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. So they must have done a decent enough job to get the call back. Do we think that's already started filming at this point in time, or do we know? If it hasn't started, I think it'll start soon. I have seen like little spoilers coming out of who is in Michelle's cast, like who the men are. So if they haven't started, I think it'll be within the next week or so. Because apparently Katie's season is wrapping up in two weeks on August 9th is the three-hour finale. So that... That is like a little bit of a tightened timeline than we're used to since we still haven't even seen home, seen hometowns yet. We only have two episodes left. We have so so we've got hometowns, we've got fantasy suites. Don't they have to meet Katie's family mm -hmm. at some point in time? Yeah, the top two well. normally so meets Katie's uh, family. We're we've got a lot to cram in these two weeks. Yeah. Well, for for me, a highlight last night is the continued support the the men's continued support of one another connor standing up for hunter like that's my roommate man you know when everyone when they were coming for hunter's head saying that he was there for the wrong reasons and i i, I just find myself wanting to hang out with andrew and trey they seem like they would be really good guys to hang out with they seem to get along well they seem they seem fun supportive so 
So I want to hang with those guys. To me, just the continued uh, way that these guys, for the most part, let's we'll take Carl out of the equation. For the most part, the way these guys get along is just uh, very, very pleasant and fun to watch. Well, I would say that a majority of the episode was not them being pleasant and getting along with each other. It was mostly arguing and fighting with each other. And then at the end, the kumbaya seemed a little fake to me. Like, oh, we have such a great bromance, but we just spent the last hour and a half yelling at each other. I don't really know how boys work. Maybe that's that's part of a bromance, but for girls, that would not be friendly. Well, I, I to me, I, I sort of put Carl out there as you know, he's a problem child, and no one really seems to like him or want to hang with him. I don't want to hang with Carl. He needs to go. You know, he, I have him in a low light. You know, I, is he the worst motivational speaker ever? This cannot have been good for the Carl brand. Um, so. So I, I've got issues or concerns about Carl. So I, I didn't know where to put this, but uh, during the show, this young lady, Tara, the kissing bandit, comes out of the audience to lay a smack on Connor. I don't know if that's a highlight, a low light, whether that's planned. What do you make of that? It's definitely a low light. That was 100% a producer plant. Um, and I was very unhappy having to watch Connor terribly kiss someone again. He has not improved. He's definitely just, he's going in with too much neck, too much head bobbing and weaving. Like it, it was just awful. And it's, it's so obvious that this is a producer plant. Apparently this woman is also an aspiring singer. Like it just, it was cringy to me. Hated it. I, 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 I was amused by it. Uh, I didn't know if it was something just to help Connor's kissing confidence, although he claims that he contacted uh, old girlfriends or or whatnot who reassured him that he is a good kisser. But but I do not consider myself a kissing expert, but it does look like whenever Connor is kissing someone, it looks like he's trying to eat their face off or something. He sort of looks like a jellyfish or, 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 or something. It, it, not an expert, but it doesn't look normal. Yeah. And question for you, like if, if you had had an ex-girlfriend who had gone on The Bachelor and was just getting completely roasted for how awful of a kisser she is, like she got sent home for it. And then she texts you and is like, hey, like give it to me straight. Am I really that bad? Like, I don't really think you're going to rub salt in the wound there. You're going to like try and save what dignity that person might have and be like, no, no, like you really weren't like it was it was great. You know, like the uh, you did. It was okay. Like you weren't that bad. I don't think that they're going to be like, yeah, dude, you freaking sucked. You're you're, you're probably right there. Um, And the fact that Tara gave him an 11 out of 10 seems seems suspicious at best. Yeah, she does not seem like a reliable source. The only the other the other highlight that uh, I had was, you know, I've got issues with Mike the widower, which I've expressed on this podcast before about the whole situation of him being here, and I something he did say touched me a little, where he told uh, Katie that uh, he had uh, she had taught him how to love again. And uh, I, 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 
that resonated with me a little bit. So I did consider that to be a highlight. Yes, that was that was sweet. I I would like to talk more about Michael later. I have some things to say about him, but yeah, I thought I thought he was very sweet and um did did well explaining himself. He he's he's away with his words. I, I I'd like to talk with him about him some more <laughs> later as well. So we'll get back to that. So let's get into the lows. My biggest low is the men tell all. I would like to petition to start a petition to abolish the men tell all because it's a waste of our time. I don't care about a majority of these losers or rehashing all of the things that we've been through. I don't need to rewatch their entire love stories or all their fights. Like that's what I've been doing the past eight weeks. This is it's just unnecessary. And are you just uh, voting down the men tell all, or are you also ready to vote down the women tell all? All tell-alls need to be gone. Yeah, the, I, I would have no problem with that. You know, the, the one thing I'll say is you know, in the time, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a few seasons, and it feels like usually when the, the cast lead comes back in, there are some bad feelings with somebody or more than one person, the way they left and whatnot. And and my impression is that there there are no bad feelings between Katie and really any of the guys up there in terms in either direction. And, and am I am I right or wrong there? I think you're right, but I think that typically there's usually not hard feelings towards bachelorettes, and there are usually more hard feelings towards bachelors and the women holding on to their grievances and their betrayals more, and the men typically let them go a bit easier. Interesting observation. Okay. Uh, that, that may well be true. Um, you know, any, any other low lights that you have? My, my only other low light was that other than his exceptional dance moves during the bloopers and his British accent, we have no Greg lights for the week. I'm, I'm sure that was, that was tough for you to get through the, the two hours without any, uh, any of your, your Greg. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Well, I uh, just I, I mentioned Carl, and you know he he continues to seem to make a mess of things when when he speaks and when he when he is on the show, and you know he's says that he's going to be dropping bombs and dropping a bomb on Brendan, and says that he Brendan only came for a free ticket to the United States and all the beer he can drink, which. Seems seems sort of lame on on Carl's part, and 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 made me just wonder again, you know, that you know, Carl's not done well for his brand, and I, I hope that we don't have to see him on any of the other Bachelor programs. Not that I'll be watching the uh, Paradise piece that intently. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. And the other low light was, to me, the the guys that got tricked into being in the audience of the Men Tell All show. I always like to look in the audience and try to figure out how many women are there and how many men are there. And the men just always look like, how did I get here? Why am I here? The ones that are in the audience and felt like uh, 
you know, the, the person that we're with said, oh, we're, we're going to go see some other show. And somehow they got duped into being in the audience of the men tell all. They always look like they wish they were somewhere else. Yeah, well, the silver lining for these men, similar to what you've experienced at Taylor Swift concerts, is that there's probably a short line for the men's room. This is true. This is true. All right. Are you, you good with your lows? That's all I got. Okay, okay. So, right reason. I have Michael A. choosing to leave to be with his son. You know, we finally see this FaceTime with James where he says, maybe daddy left because he doesn't want to see me. And Michael, you know, comes to the realization that he needs to go be with his son. And I think he was very mature explaining to Katie that it wasn't because of her, but because James needs his dad. And I'm giving... Michael the right reason because I think what he did was right for him and his family but he had probably gone about two months already without seeing James and I don't feel like another two weeks is gonna do that much damage at this point like it would have been more of a right reason if he'd done it like week two or week three but you know whatever well I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and share my wrong reason which is Mike A <laughs> because <laughs> Pretty much for what you just said, of uh, you know, this is this a new development? You know, he's been there for how long? Uh, his four-year-old son, I think. I think is we we found out somewhere during the show that his son's four years old, who lost his mother a couple of years ago, needs his father. You know, so again, I'm I. As I mentioned, I, I, I hope that this has been therapeutic for Mike on the one end of being able to love again and understand that his, you know, hopefully his life moves forward and he can find love. Uh, but I, I also continue to come down on the, the side of you know, how do you leave your kid in this situation? And, and you know, to me, the fact that now that I've been gone for however many weeks, however many months, and there's only a little bit of time left, now you're going to leave, just to me, felt wrong. So so I gave, the, I gave him my wrong reason. Okay. As far as my right reason goes, as far as my right reason goes, and I'll let you rebut and, and tell your wrong reason, but uh, I gave my right reason to Mike the Virgin and any other guy that doesn't show up for the Men Tell All episode, because to me... Those are the guys that are probably really there for the right reasons, don't want to be in the Bachelor franchise on an ongoing basis. So kudos to them. You know, Mike the Virgin to me was the obvious one that didn't show up since he, he hung around for a pretty long time. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there were others, you know, several that probably left the first night, whatnot. The, I think that crazy Jeff guy that brought his Winnebago that scared the hell out of everybody. But, uh, you know, kudos to the guys that don't come back for that particular show. Yeah, Christian, our Boston King, did not come either, which I was a bit disappointed in. I, I do love him. Um, I, I do want to go back to Michael A. for a little. I'm curious if you think, I couldn't really tell whether or not Michael was planning on bringing James to the hometown date. I know he wasn't telling James that he was on a dating show when they were FaceTiming, because that would be weird to tell your small child. You know, he's just on a work trip. Dad's on a work trip. But, you know, if, if James was going to participate in the hometown date, 
fly out to New Mexico, get to see his dad. The whole thing seems a little weird to me still. I'm not I'm not following the timeline. My my sense was that James was not going to be coming out or or perhaps uh, Michael Abe would have looked at this a little bit differently but but again how do we how do we explain all of this to a 4-year-old kid of uh, you know daddy's been on a business trip and he'd like you to meet his new girlfriend and here's your new mommy right it could be <laughs> your new mommy it's it's there, there are a lot of dominoes in there that uh, come tumbling down at some point in time, and it. Uh, I, I fear that I've, I've put wrong reason for Michael A. for like the last five weeks running. I don't know, but uh, he's still there for me. Since he's gone, I'm hopeful that that uh, won't be my choice next week. Okay, yeah. So my wrong reason, I gave it to the Bachelor franchise as a whole for making us sit through yet another pointless two hours of the men tell all i'm just very disappointed i it's the first time this whole season that i've been sitting through the episode like i don't want to be watching this anymore if we weren't podcasting i probably would not have watched it but it's behind us now we have five more hours of the show that i think are going to be good okay well i i uh think everyone understands your position on the 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 tell all situation at this point in time. So uh, we, we, we shouldn't belabor our listeners with uh, our complaints about it any longer. Let's go ahead and share your MVP. Okay. I do think the listeners like my hot takes, but that's fine. We'll move on to the MVP. Um, as you can tell, I I've, I've think I was lacking in MVP contenders for the week, but I'm giving it to my businessman, Bo, Jason Tartik for pulling out all the moves. We get to see him come out and talk to Caitlin. We get to see their proposal um, that he had videotaped on while he was podcasting with Caitlin, um, which is also how they met when she was interviewing on him, him on the podcast. And I thought it was just very sweet to get to see their proposal and how excited Caitlin was and just the planning that he had put into it. What's his name again? Jason. Well, uh, I, I must. I, I also enjoyed uh, <clears throat> watching the proposal. I thought that was that was that was pretty cute, pretty sweet. So, so good job by him. I, I, I that, that's probably the most I've enjoyed Caitlin for the entire season. Hopefully, um, Blake or Justin or Greg can uh, pull out a proposal like that, whoever it may be. Well, I, I don't think it'll be a surprise the way this thing goes down, uh, like uh, Jason was able to pull it off. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe the surprise will be that there's no engagement. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, and, and I, I, I kept uh, thinking that during the, the, the Tell All show, there were still a couple of guys in that group, Michael A. and Andrew, that it felt like... Uh, if someone was going to ride in a few months after the show was over and, and rekindle something, they would be the two candidates. Yeah, but it, it did seem like Katie shut that down pretty quickly with Michael A. Because Michael had said like he would still 100% be interested in giving Katie a shot. And she, she was just like, nope, I think everything happens for a reason and I'm looking forward. So I'm assuming that means she ends up with someone... Right. 
Well, that, that, that's a good segue to my fatherly advice, if I may, because I thought that that, I, to me, that was some good fatherly advice that I would give Katie or Meredith, if you asked, about the past relationships of, uh, you know, don't, don't brood on past relationships. You need to move ahead, wallowing in the past and brooding over those relationships. Not a healthy thing. You're probably only going to remember all the good stuff, not remember the bad stuff. So good job by Katie. Let's let's move ahead and look into the future, not worry about the past like that. That's that's good advice. Uh, I'm 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 pro loyalty. So I was I I so, so I, when Connor stood up for Hunter, who I'm not a big Hunter fan. But uh, Connor came to his defense, said, that's my roommate. You know, I really think that he was falling in love with Katie. You guys need to back off a little bit. Uh, you know, stand up for your guys. You know, be loyalty. And then the, the final thing I want to throw out there, and, and, and correct me if, I'm, if, I'm, if I missed, if I'm saying this incorrectly or I missed this. When Tasha and Katie were having their girl-to-girl walk and chat, and they were talking about, you know, saying that I'm in love. I think that Tasha said that she had told multiple people that she loves them during her show. I think she said that. That's a bad thing. Don't do that, Meredith. Don't tell multiple people, multiple guys that you're falling in love with them. You want to really focus on the one guy, not a whole bunch of guys. So don't be telling multiple people that you love them. You know, I'm, I'm pro monogamous relationships. So, uh, um, that's my fatherly advice for today. Hmm. Well, you know, unfortunately, I am not the bachelorette, so I do not have quite as many eligible single men knocking on my door as Katie. So I really don't think we have to worry about uh, me me spilling the L word to, to too many men. That's good for you. That's good for me. That's <laughs> good for our listeners. So um, I'm happy to hear that. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. So join us next time to finally hear more about the hometown dates that I thought we would be talking about this week from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.